The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, we are discussing The Emperor's New Groove, that, uh... Very, very recent 18-year-old film. Yes, it's 18 years old. Feel bad. I realized that uh, when I was watching but... it the other day, and I felt ancient. <laughs> but uh, I have very good reason, and that's because it rules. Um, we're going to be talking about The Emperor's New Groove because uh, Jack really wanted us to talk about Pacific Rim, but he had to take a vacation, so no one was here to force us to watch Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> I, I, I did want to hear Jack's takes on it, so I'll have to have him tweet me at some point uh, what he I, thought of it. I, I, I do. I do. I do, pl- I do plan on seeing it. I, I just I just wasn't able to this weekend because because I was uh, because I drove down to Galveston to vi- to visit a friend who lives there because I haven't been there and, I, and he was like he was like let me show you the island so that was fun yeah very nice well join I am Ben Haworth I am your intrepid host this week and joining me is Peter Dancy who's already talked on Mike like yeah, pro sorry. how are you Peter uh pretty good especially since I got back from Galveston like like literally three hours ago at this point yeah yeah three, yeah three hours ago because because we we actually we just we finished we just finished recording for the end of season six for uh for geek space nine so so yeah i got back a few hours ago we recorded that and now we're doing movie gang so it's like yay friends all weekend yay oh well, it's fun and also joining us is sarah becker how are you sarah hello good also coming off the heels of uh our season six of Geek Space Nine wrap up, so go have a listen to that if you feel so inclined. And uh, if you don't, that's okay because we're going to talk about some animated llamas. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. And also joining us is Trevor Flynn. How are you, Trevor? Hey, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> classic Trevor Flynn Indeed. introduction. Mm-hmm. And this week, as I mentioned, we're talking about The Emperor's New Groove, the 2000 Disney animated film. Uh, we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to talk a little bit also about the making of the film, why uh, it's like a weird cult hit for millennials, and our thoughts on the very, very short film itself, uh, which is currently available on Hulu. So if you want to watch, uh, it's only 77 minutes long, so... You know, there's there's episodes of Game of Thrones longer than this movie, mm-hmm. so it's easy to catch up with. Wow. All uh, right. Yeah. The synopsis for this very short movie is very short. Emperor Kuzgo is turned into a llama by his ex-administrator Yzma and now must regain his throne with the help of Pacha, the gentle llama herder, whose uh, house he originally wants to destroy to put a water park there. And that's the basic premise of the Emperor's New Groove. That's, that's it. It's uh, sort of a buddy... Yep. It's sort of a buddy uh, throwback movie. It's kind of uh, in the vein of these uh, those old Bing Crosby. Uh, is it Teen Martin? I'm sorry, I don't know those old movies, but like sort of a well, Road Kay to Morocco and like Danny K. White Christmas was that the one I was thinking of? Danny K. What's the, the one? Uh, the Road to such, and such. I think you're on the right track there with like yeah. There's a lot of these Road to like uh, movies, and uh, let me see who exactly who it was. It was Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. Those there we go. That's that's it. I just keep thinking so Stewie and Brian. So thank you for being like right, and that's the original. <laughs> right, that's Owen. the original, and that's what Stewie and Brian are kind of taking off of, and that's definitely what this is 
also taking off of just like two funny dudes on a wacky adventure movie. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I want to talk about this movie for two reasons. Um, I don't know if you guys want me to go into the production of this movie first or you want me to just talk about why is this movie so popular with people our age? Um, because this movie, I can at least say, is pretty forgotten by Disney. They don't really like to talk about it. It made okay money at the box office, but it was a pretty big home video hit back when home video still made money. Uh, and there was certainly, like, they still had that very that era of Disney, like, let's milk every property for what it's worth. So there was, you know, TV shows and a direct-to-video sequel that was terrible yeah. and other hey, there, stuff. Wait, there was there was a sequel? Kronk's New yeah. Groove. Oh, yeah. Kronk's New I Groove. I never actually oh, saw that's that. Right. But, yeah. I my family owned that at some point. I avoided watching it somehow. But then, yeah, then they had the Emperor's New School was the TV show on Disney I, I, Channel. I yes. do, I do, rem- I do remember the TV mm-hmm. show. I remember like kind of liking it for a while, and then I was like, I don't care. Yeah, it actually had a unique art yeah. style. That's something you could say for it, I guess. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Um, and yeah, I I remember. I, I, I knew this film was popular with people my age, and I had seen it a couple times as a kid, but didn't remember it well. And uh, while I was at Trinity, I was going through all the Trinity Library movies of, like, these classic foreign art films. And, like, I admittedly always wanted to uh, rent a movie and then get a, uh, oh, good choice. Hmm. Mm, Kurosawa, nice, smart. You're a smart person, Ben. Uh, I always wanted some sort of validation like that. And the only film I ever got that for was Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> I picked up the DVD, and when I walked out, no less than three people, including the person I checked out with, went, oh, my God, Emperor's New Groove, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why? Why is this movie so memorable for people our age? Why are we talking about it still 18 years after this movie made no money at the box office? Because Isma is fantastic. Yeah. Isma, I mean Madame Zeroni. I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, Earth the Kid is definitely part of it. But yes. Peter, what, what what was your sort of take? I I, th- I think I think for me how I see it, like because because this movie came out eighteen years ago, so that puts it at, that puts it in the year two thousand. For so many of us, those th- those were very much kind of the the beginning of the very formative years of our lives which which which, which so 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 in this in the same in the same realm of so in the same realm and the, in the same time frame of the of things like pokemon of things like Yu-Gi-Oh, of things like harry potter um so so it so it sticks out to us because it was there simply because it was there when we were like 9 10 11 and 12 so it's going to naturally be one of those things that just that we remember in that, that we that we remember for us and it also and, and, and it also kind of helps that there are just so many lines in this movie that you can that you can that you can remember in the same in the same way that in the same way that for me for space jam one of the most memorable lines from that movie is 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 is, is uh is I, I don't know why I always get like Donald and Daffy simply it's because Daffy. Disney and Looney Tunes. Fuck it. I caught Thank the last 20 so minutes much. of Space Jam on TV yesterday. I was so happy and <laughs> nice. I was sad that I hadn't uh, watched all of it on TV yesterday. But but for, but from th- but for me it's it's like how one of the most memorable memorable lines of of of, uh, of a Space Jam is when Daffy Duck gets like sp- gets slapped onto the ground and he's like just a puddle 
pull him out and his, and his and his and he immediately says but mommy i don't want to go to school go today to school i just want to stay today. home and, i just want to stay home and bake cookies with you it's just I one of those that movies that came up exactly and i i in the exact inflection it's just, like emperor's new groove is just one of those movies that came out at the right time for us and it it, it was when, it was when we were kids it's it sticks out all right, I totally get what you're saying, Peter, but like, this is my response. This is so much better than Space Jam. Oh my god! Oh, it is. It is <laughs> so much better than Space Jam. Sorry. I agree, 100. I mean, I, I wasn't trying I'm to draw the comparison. I would, I would, I was, I wasn't trying to draw a comparison. I'm just bringing up memorable lines from movies of my childhood. This this movie is so memorable for me. I remember in middle somewhere around middle school, we had watched it enough times that I could just in order to fall asleep. I would start like going through the script line by line <laughs> and seeing how far I could get. Nice. <laughs> I haven't done it in a long time, but I bet I could still get to like the end of Act One. I, I bet I could. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's better than me when I tried to memorize the entirety of Austin Powers Gold Member. I tried to memorize every line for that movie, and I don't have any reason why. Oh, that just <laughs> sounds like a sickness. That just yeah. It was like... a disease. It was a bad time. Uh, I first saw this movie in middle school when uh, we were raising uh, money to donate a llama to a poor village. Uh, I forget where, but we were raising money to donate a llama because llamas can do lots of good things. And this yeah. started my llama obsession because I learned lots of llama facts. Oh, my God. And I still love llamas to this day. I went to a llama farm in the UK and I bought a toy llama, oh which my I'll God. show you guys after this. You're is like over. the real life Carl from Jimmy Neutron, the boy genius. <laughs> the no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never watched that show, so I'm good to know there's a me. Um, and uh, uh, I remember watching this movie and thinking – I feel like I get this movie more than other people. I feel like this is my kind of humor. It was on the first, this and, and uh, I'm trying to remember, like, A Mouse Hunt. Those two movies yes. are like, they're, the humor, Mouse Hunt is very different. It's more dark, really weird humor, but both oh those movies God, I remember the cockroaches. Laughing. I had nightmares. I just like. Oh, it's terrifying. Oh, that movie's terrifying. It is. It um, is. We are. Yeah, Gore Verbinski, man. What a weird director. That was Gore um, Verbinski? That makes so much. That was. That was Gore Verbinski. I'm just director more of confused now. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the fact he went on to make a very popular horror movie, The Ring, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, uh, and and rewatching it, I had one of the hardest laughs I've ever had in my life, which is when I rewatched that movie, and they get to the line, uh, "Miss, I've been turned into a cow. Can I, Can go, I go home?" home? <laughs> Uh, yes, you may. Does, does anybody else? No, no, we're good. We're good. No, we're I good. laughed <laughs> so hard and just, at and 25. So says, and she so calmly says, you're excused. You're fine. <laughs> or rather 20, I think. Oh, college so long ago. Um, but I, I just remember deeply, deeply enjoying it. And that's why I agree with you. Um, the reason I like this movie and part of the production is that this is a movie built out of invention. It is a movie that was made in like six months uh, because of various reasons and because of that it has zero fat it is just 65 minutes of pure comedy mm-hmm. my review will only reflect the fact that i wish it was longer like mm-hmm. i think it is one of the funniest movies really in the last like two decades i think it is that good i think it is genuinely a very well done 
comedy with great meta jokes, with great uh, comedic timing, with great humor, with great characters. Its success and like the sticking power it has with us too, man. Like there's just, I mean, from Disney of all people, there was nothing like this. And Peter actually made a good point earlier by bringing up Space Jam. I was just looking over the story of the production and the way they repitched it was like, you know, the buddy road picture, kind of like you were talking about, but you know, in the style of Chuck Jones, like kind of toony, like kind of Looney Tunes, like, and yes, you know, and, and in a sense it, it, by originally starting as a Disney era Renaissance movie and then getting retooled as it, it is a parody of Disney Renaissance Mm -hmm. movies. It starts with the Disney Renaissance moment where it's like, you must pick from all these women. And there's all these like Disney princess looking girls. And he's like, "Eh." and then he just like, just goes, they're all like, yikes, yikes, hate your hair. Mm, And let me guess. You're supposed to be, have a great. You have a really great personality, right? <laughs> and I was watching it this time, which I didn't notice when I was a kid. But you know, watching it as an adult, they do all have exactly the same face. Yeah, they do. Oh my God, right. Yeah, they do. I just, I just want to say for Disney... the record that I haven't seen the movie in years. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think some of us rewatched it, and some of us didn't have time. So, <laughs> but I think it is so burned in all of our brains that. Uh, it it is you could just kind of recite the entire movie like word for word you know i think part and of it I think for it, me too is how much my mother enjoyed this movie and sarah can tell you like <laughs> how much of a uproarious laugh my mother has because when Confirmed. she used to come to theater shows that we did in high school like we would, would always know when, when when trevor's mom was in the audience it was great because we, <laughs> we would hear her and then we're like we're gonna have a great was. crowd tonight yeah and there were just certain <laughs> lines that she would laugh hysterically every time and that was one of them and my brother and i would quote it for her and it would just send her into titters like no matter what no matter where we were <laughs> like, that's probably a lot of the reason i like this movie is the bond i have with my mom because of it oh that's really nice that's sweet i yeah to me like it's, it's just it's just everything i like about comedy it is like going that extra mile there's the part I love where uh, they fall down and they hit a trampoline and bounce up, which is itself a joke. But then they go that little extra mile to say, why is there a trampoline there? With a great <laughs> line of, which I absolutely adore, which is, uh, what What do we need a giant trampoline for? Look, you could have told me that before I set it up. Yep. <laughs> like yep. It's a brilliant joke. I love that so much. And I think that... Just having those bits, like having Kronk be the uh, waiter for a bit, or having like my spinach puffs. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ruin this cast because every time you like, I'm just gonna quote. I'm gonna keep quoting every fucking time I can. Please it's do. It's so quotable. I'm restrain myself because. It's or like so when don't. when Cusco and Isma keep coming into the diner, and they're like, "Hold the eggs, keep my cheese, no cheese, got it." <laughs> Flapjack all cheese the time. He's doing like weird diner things. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. That, okay. Make my potatoes a salad. <laughs> <laughs> we and could just. Why don't we just uh, sit here and quote the whole movie? I think we could do that. We I mean, could. I mean, that, I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I did, what I did when I went with a couple of friends when they when they put Lion King back in theaters. We were like, we Peter, I was with you. Film. I remember that. I no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, we quoted the entire film, like, mm-hmm. like every line, every song. Like, we were right there, and I, I remember the mom with two kids sitting, sitting like three rows in front of us. She turned around, we were like, "This is our movie." Sorry, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, you have to wonder, what is the point of watching the film? Like, can you have it all in your brain? (laughs) And that's, and that's the thing. Yeah. That I, I, I do really appreciate about this movie is it's just, it's just pure entertainment. It is just to have fun, to be silly, to be ridiculous. It has like the makings of an arc, but it doesn't really care about it. There's a really good moral and not being selfish, like a good, really basic moral there. That's like, you know, Disney, maybe just, yeah, like they never, you know, like for us entitled millennials or whatever we're supposed to be and how other generations (laughs) perceive us like uh, good, you know, little like ego trip stories, really like uh, maybe something we hold on to. I'm just, I'm spitballing. Yeah. But even in then it'll like go to Pacha and then he'll stop the movie and be like, uh, this movie's about me. It's not about him. It's about me, yeah. him, yeah. me, him, not him, yeah. not him, me. <laughs> like it, it is constantly even undercutting that. Like as soon as it feels like it's getting sentimental, it immediately is like, nope, 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 jokes. Oh, that's before he figures it out. They, they, they yeah. never, they never go that that meta and selfish after he like gets it. You know, like it has. They very... do have a nice little ending, but it is so fast. Yeah. it is mm-hmm. so quick. No, it's 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 faster than like Scrooge to um like you know good scrooge like it's it's very fast you're right yeah <laughs> and it, it almost doesn't even feel like it's the point of the movie it feels like the point of the movie is the comedy and disney's like well okay we should have a moral in here but let's keep making weird meta jokes and let's make cat isma speak squirrel <laughs> cat <laughs> isma is that my voice is that my well. voice <laughs> I'm going to drink it. <laughs> I mean, let, let's also talk about it. Eartha Kit gives yes. one of the funniest fucking voice performances ever. Mm-hmm. She's so funny. And it's so weird she was from the original pitch where she was a more sinister villain. Because Eartha Kit is like the best. She was the original Catwoman. I think she was the second Catwoman on Batman, the uh, original show. Yeah. And she's yeah. unbelievably great in that show. She was, Mad- she is- she was Madame Zeroni in Holes, and that was great. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yes. and Madame Zeroni. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. so funny that she is just like this evil, sinister villain who's stuck with Kronk, like the most fascinatingly <laughs> dumb but genuinely sweet person ever. <laughs> like... Kronk is one of the weirdly layered characters I think I've ever seen. Like, he's this dunderheaded meathead, but he's also makes spinach puffs and he cares about, you know. I love him so much. I think that's the thing. It's not not only is it a great performance vocally for people that you wouldn't, like, like you were just saying, easily, like, you wouldn't have thought that. Like she wasn't cast to do this performance. She was cast for something completely different. But it's a fantastic performance. Patrick Warburton does plenty of voice work, but I think this is like his all-time most remembered, if not like my favorite thing I've ever seen oh, him for do. Sure. Like he was also the wait, voice wait. of Buzz Lightyear on the show. He was in Seinfeld. Like there are plenty of other things he's well known for, but I think this is just the epitome the of mo- them to me. <laughs> the the most Patrick Warburton line is when she's like, he's like, "How did you guys get here first? Wait, Croc, how did we get here first? And he looks at the map and he goes. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. No, by all accounts, <laughs> it, it makes no sense. <laughs> it doesn't really add up. Uh, so I want to talk just real quick about the making of this movie and why it's so weird and why it became the movie it did. 
Uh, so this was originally a movie entitled Kingdom of the Sun. It was the follow-up movie for Roger Allers, who uh, directed Lion King. Mm. And uh, it was going to be this massive movie with tons of songs from Sting. Only one of them makes it into the movie. The uh, One makes it into the credits as well. Um, so only two songs of the ten, I think, it recorded made it in. Um, so Kingdom of the Sun was going to be the tale of a greedy, selfish emperor, voiced by David Spade, who finds a peasant, voiced by Owen Wilson, who oh. looks just like him. The emperor swaps places with the peasant to escape his boring life and have fun, uh, as in Mark Twain's novel, The Prince and the Pauper. Mm. However, the evil witch Yzma has plans to summon the evil god Supai and destroy the sun so that she may retain her youth forever. The sun gives her wrinkles so she surmises that living in a world of darkness would prevent her from wrinkling. Discovering the switch between the prince and the peasant, Yzma turns the real emperor into a llama and threatens to reveal the pauper's identity unless he obeys her. During his time as the emperor and doing Yzma's orders, the pauper falls in love with the emperor's soon-to-be fiance Nina, voiced by Carlo Giugino, who thinks he is the emperor and that he has changed his ways. So yeah, it is a very different movie. There's wow. some very there. <laughs> Yeah, Dude. there's a llama. There's a llama, <laughs> um, and there's Isma. And, and that's, kind of, that's it. Isma does want to stay young, and she does want to take over the kingdom. But the two aren't actually in extra. Well, but linked. her staying young isn't even really a, <clears throat> a plot point in no. uh, in Emperor's New Groove, except the one scene where she has cucumbers on her eyes. No, it's just like right. it's, yeah. a cruel, it's just a cruel, cruel irony joke. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like uh, and. The entire production was a disaster. Uh, it was extremely over budget. Uh, it, by the summer of 98, they realized that the movie was probably not even going to get funded. Uh, it test screened horribly. The studio kept interfering, making all these changes. Mm-hmm. And by the time the film was supposed to come out, in a year and a half, only 25% of it was animated. Uh, oh and God. so Roger Allers did not get an extension from Disney because they had all these tie-ins with like McDonald's and Coke and stuff. Mm. And so they, uh, they he left the project and he's never made a, uh, a, a animated film since. He's only made The Lion King. Uh, so instead, Mark Dindal, who would later direct Chicken Little, uh, <laughs> came onto the project and they made this. They wrote and basically storyboarded this entire movie in six months mm. uh it is unbelievable that is insane for an animated movie because <laughs> oh and then it was basically like drawn down to like the last second um there's a great documentary that is unreleased called the sweat box uh which is done by sting's wife so it's a little sting heavy but it does yeah. feature a lot of uh the background stuff and it is one of the most fascinating movies for me because so many times we talk about these movies that are horrendous production and the studio interferes and it creates something uh, terrible like the original cut of blade runner and then you know people come in and they finally could fix it and their visions were achieved right. and this is one of the rare examples where everything i've seen about the original movie looks awful it looks the worst my least favorite parts about the disney renaissance of just pomposity and grandiosity and cultural appropriation, uh, no, cultural appropriation and uh, uh, aren't Incans crazy with their crazy Aztecs and their sons and, and their llamas. moon gods and llamas. llamas. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and through all this strife, it created something that never would have existed without the strife, which is just like, what do you do when you were back to a corner 
comedy <laughs> like you do like what are jokes what are bits what are stuff like it, it feels like a movie that was written by a, a team of really smart people who are back to a corner mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. the result is something that's so frenetic and crazy that it could never have existed otherwise that's why i've always found this movie so fascinating because it kind of is disney's only huge failure that they're never going to talk about and like never ever going to address but weirdly our generation loves the result so Mm -hmm. it's this very weird thing where i wonder if every year disney's like some millennials love this movie but everything about it was a nightmare so hmm and that's the thing is i feel like it's the i feel like it's the kind of thing that they you can't plan to create it like this is the only way that it could have come about but, this is only an eighth draft movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but Ben, you just put this like great thought in my mind of like our generation controlling the box office after we've all settled down and have kids and like them looking back at this movie, it's like, okay, how do we do this again? How do we do fucking llama? Right. Oh, so what what so was well. the we have to we have to have David Spade as a protagonist again. Get David Spade. That's what did it. That must have been what did it. Like I can just see <laughs> I can see the meetings. Oh my god. That's there's point. there's also one moment in the in the documentary I love where David Spade is talking and he goes uh, yeah, my, my original character's name was uh, uh, Manko, but they changed to Cusco because they realized that in Japan, it meant pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, You know, with the amount of anime that I've watched in the last couple of years, I'm kind of surprised I didn't know that. I know, I was surprised too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Trevor and Sarah, Where you're slipping. Jack? <laughs> and then in the documentary he says but uh in uh american it means box office bomb <laughs> so <he was> <laughs> um yeah and it's just this very weird time for disney like hercules was a very all over the place movie as well um and uh and 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 pocahontas was a failure like box office wise and so like it was a very odd time for Disney that they don't recover from until like this decade, you know, tangled. Yeah. And all the films that kind of followed after. Yeah. Um, well, arguably after they acquired Pixar. Yeah. Well, they basically acquired Pixar. They took John Lasseter. John Lasseter basically saved the company, like quite frankly, mm-hmm. like uh, for whatever problems he has, like he, he was really the reason that, uh, and I would argue Disney got better and Pixar got worse, you know, yep. like it, it kind of went both ways. Um, but yeah, as you said, Sarah, this is like a movie that can only exist as the seventh draft. And and there's a freneticism <laughs> and an energy to it that I wish more cartoons tried, I guess. it's, it's mm-hmm. We're a very story-driven thing. And I, I, I always said I wish DreamWorks would make more comedies. Because whenever DreamWorks t- makes it more of a comedic film, I tend to enjoy it. Now, sometimes they make B-movie. So, mm. not always. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about B-movie. How can you forget about B movie? <laughs> I forgot it was DreamWorks specifically. I guess. Yeah, the yeah, weirdest I'll, I'll, fucking I'll movie. That. It's like oh, uh, that, that. it's like oh, like let's put up this movie that has that has you know kind of a bit a bit of an environmentalist save the bees type message, but in that same film, a woman leaves a guy to pursue a romantic interest in a bee. It's the bee with Jerry it's, Seinfeld B. Jerry Seinfeld. The like, bee. Like, like the like the like the, the guy walks out like the guy walks out, the only character who 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 realizes that this is crazy, and she's like closes the door, turns back to Jerry Seinfeld B and says, I'm sorry you had to see that happen. <laughs> guys, guys, Jer- it's it's bestiality. 
Oh, oh, get out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Ben, kick her off. Let's just, no, please. Yep, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do reviews now. We've lost it. I had to make up because I couldn't think of of, of the Bajoran spice joke, and you came up with Orb of Time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm not in, I'm, I'm, I'm decidedly not in on that joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. You, you, you'll you'll hear okay. it in a few weeks. I'm just you'll like, hear it in a few uh, weeks. Okay. That's some Trekkie <laughs> shit right there. Yes, it is. That's <laughs> some real nerdy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, let's do scores, shall we? Oh, let's God. Else, you guys. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh,. I guess I'll start it off since everyone was unprepared for the scoring. Like, oh, we have to score this shit. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it an eight. Uh, like I said, this is what I love in comedy. It's what I love in comedic films. It's one of the reasons I was very disappointed that the, uh, the, uh, Tartakovsky uh, Popeye movie wasn't made. There's a great um, animation <coughs> cell of what he wanted to do with it, and it looks really funny and really this kind of over-the-top slapstick style humor Mm. um and my eight is only that is short uh i understand why it's short they had to like they probably try to get as like how long does it have to be before it's not legally like feature length you know uh i feel like it's just trying but because of that there's no fat in the movie either so it's tough to say but the eight just responds that like it's over so quickly but every second of it is very enjoyable and exciting and funny and there's a lot of great bits Again, as soon as soon as there was that moment where the guy goes, "Don't interrupt the Emperor's groove, the groove, Beware the groove," <laughs> I knew this movie was special, and mm-hmm. it's still very special to me. Uh, I I I understand why Disney doesn't want to try and make a movie like this ever again, but I wish they they would try. Uh, the closest example I think could probably be Lilo and Stitch, which does have more of a like a solid arc and is a good movie, like. But feels like kind of a little bit of that chaoticism, uh, just because it was like a cheap DVD it's movie. It's so heavy, though. <laughs> it does get heavy yeah. at the end. It does get heavy at the end, and uh, it famously also got reshot because of nine eleven. Yep. Thanks. Yep. Yep. That's so fascinating. Um, so that's where my eight's coming from. It's a good, very exciting movie. I love Yzma. I love Kronk. I love all the four main leads are so fucking funny and there's so many memorable moments. I just wish it was longer, but I understand why it's not. So I'll throw it to Sarah. Nah. Sarah, we can give it. <laughs> no, no. I give it a 7.5. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I too wish... That it was a longer film. On the other hand, as as you keep saying, you know, there's no fat to this movie. I worry that if it had been a longer film, then uh, the the comedic moments would still have been great, but it would have been diminished and perhaps overshadowed. And it is a gem for being a piece of pure comedy, as opposed to having any sort of gravitas in it. <laughs> um, yes. 7.5. All right. How about Peter? I am also going to give this a 7.5 because <clears throat> because a every, every everything you and Sarah have said, but uh but but to give like but to give a 
wasn't what wasn't originally referencing this movie but i but i ended up making it so anecdotal moment i think i told you i think i told actually you and sarah about this at one point when we were recording for geek space nine uh i was at i was at a friend's place a, cu- a couple a couple of weeks ago and he and he had and he had to replace his doorknob because it was shit and it like literally needed replacing you could not open his you cannot open his front door to get into his house he had to go through his garage so he went to home depot to get to get to get a new one so then he so then so while so while he's doing that i'm, I'm in his living room watching t- watching netflix like just hanging out talking with him and he said peter what so here's a story on this doorknob so it, so it came in a box obviously i walked in <laughs> you did tell me this story yeah it came in a box obviously as you saw when i walked in so i took out another box out of that one but then i took out another box so now i have this box that's used as a spacer and then the doorknob and and grant and granted my friend my granted this my, this my, my friend is like is like 10 years older than i am so he is like not in that age range of us to watch this but i bust out laughing and he was like what's wrong and so if 18 years later i can have that normal of a situation that mundane of a moment have have me just like right off start saying to him i'm going to put him in a box and i'm going to put him in another box and i'm going to take that box and put an even bigger box and then i'm going to mail it to myself i'm going to strike and rise i'm going to smash it with a hammer with a hammer if 18 years later I can take that simple of a situation and recall this movie, that's or to save on postage. I love that that is her reasoning. That's her reasoning exactly. Like 18 years later, and I can recall that moment so vividly for like just replacing a doorknob. That's kind yeah. of awesome for me. Oh, I just this is totally random, but I just want to point out that in the scene where they're doing the poisoning. And Kronk has his glass, and he pours it in the plant. When they cut back to the plant, the plant's in the shape of a llama. Yep. <laughs> yes, oh, really? Yes. yes. Yeah, at the mm-hmm. dinner, the dinner scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! You know what? It is. I or I That's noticed. One of my favorite was like, things I noticed after multiple views. <laughs> well, I noticed that there was, you know, a plant in the shape of the llama. I was like, oh, how funny! But I didn't make that connection that it was because Kronk had poured the llama potion into the plant. Yes. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Good bits. Um. Yeah, all right. Uh, who's left? Trevor. There's I. You, you, oh wait, sorry. What was your score, Peter? I missed it. Seven point five. Okay. All right. I can't Trevor. objectively evaluate this film as as a critic. I don't <laughs> think that something is possible for me to do. I I just it's so much a part of me. It's ten out of ten for me. It has to be like wow. there's no way. Look, okay, like this is my proof. Beautiful. Like this is this is the ultimate groove two disc collector's edition. All right, that we went out and got as a family right after, and I did watch all the special features on it, so I kind of know like the production history is insane. It is by the way, Ben. The um the entire length of the bonus materials on disc two is more than the actual movie. <laughs> that sounds right also has a quote from usa today on the back that says the grooviest animated trip since aladdin (laughs) it's just (laughs) (laughs) i i can't i can't not like i it's yeah i just you know i this movie might have even been responsible for getting me into jazz because that climactic number in the chase scene where they're doing the dots on the map and everything and it has this great swing 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 like sort of inspired thing i just i love it i love it so much there's a good score i can't I can't not give it a ten. <laughs> wow, that's I love that. That's great. I can't wait till uh, Jack hears about that. <laughs> I, feel like he's I think he'll understand. Some... No, he'll understand. He'll understand. I understand. I think it's beautiful. Well, that brings our total score to eight point two five. 
Do we round up or down with that? I don't know. It's up to you. You're hosting. Uh, round down. I'm going to round down, yeah. Uh, uh, just because. I think down, just, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just going to do down. So that means the Movie Gang podcast gives Emperor's New Groove an 8 out of 10. If you haven't checked it out in a while, I definitely think worth a revisit because uh, what a what a what a what a damn funny movie! And we quoted most of it, but it's still gonna make <laughs> you laugh. I promise. <laughs> can we can we all do our favorite line? I'm sorry, I'm 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 putting a throwing a gear in no, there. We've been quoting so much already. Yeah, I, I gave I gave mine. I gave mine. Yeah, I gave mine as well. Uh, but I could do it again for sure. I can give a different one. Which is just spinach puffs. <laughs> yes. So that's been Ben Haworth. Trevor Flynn. I don't actually, I, this is a bad idea because I don't actually have a favorite line. I love them all. I love oh. every single one. That's why I remember all of them. Sorry. If I, if I can think of one, I'll do it. I just, everybody else, I can't, I can't think of one. <laughs> Sarah Becker. Let me guess. We're about to go over a huge waterfall. Yep. Sharp rocks at the bottom. Most likely. Bring it on. Boo! Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Actually, I think my favorite line is, "Or to save on postage, I'll just poison him with this." <laughs> okay, I think I think I got one. It's when Yzma hands Kronk the poison in the lab, and he's like, "Take it, Kronk. Ooh, feel the power." And Patrick Warburton's like, "Oh, I feel it." <laughs> that's, my, that's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites for sure. <laughs> and i'll throw one more out there while we leave which is uh i like the shoulder devil arguments and mm-hmm. oh god my favorites yes. is when he goes uh huh, uh reason one that guy's got a harp and a dress reason two look what i could do and he does a one-handed push-up and he goes what does that have to do with everything and the angel goes no no wait he has a point <laughs> <laughs> all right well for everyone the movie a podcast thanks for listening uh, be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Always helps us get more attention, particularly on Apple Podcasts. It definitely helps us rise in the ranks. If you love Emperor's New Groove and you liked our discussion, be sure to share it with all your friends. Uh, you can see more of our shows on TuskenShed.com. We've got Geek Space 9, where we are finishing up Season 6 currently, <laughs> and all the feels therein. We have Animania, where you guys just released the craziest titled episode yep. of all time. And uh, we also have uh, Peace for Bros, John Hiatus, but you can always check out our old discussions of uh, uh, the Game of Thrones. So that'll do it for us. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.